This is Inside Outlands. I am your host, Nat Ryle. Joining me today are my co-host, Jack Churchill. What's up? Hey, how are you? Do I still call you Jack Churchill, or do I call you Silver Serpent, or what were you the week before? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Ace Mason? Same as always. Howdy. And we have a uh, surprise guest, because uh, I think I announced it today, Luthius. What's going on, Luthius? Oh, I, guess I, <laughs> I didn't realize I was surprised, but yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah, the, uh, I guess, what, lead developer of, of Outlands. Um, and, and our focus today is is all things ship content, ship people. Uh, ship people. You know, we had... Oh, we had Owen on here, and he was. We did the develop debrief, and we we had a bunch of nitty gritty uh, details, and he he didn't really have a lot of answers for us. We figured we would just go straight to you, Luthius, and dive into the pipeline and kind of the the last two patches where where you dropped a lot of brand new ship stuff on us. So, yeah, actually, it's and some of those things have been kind of uh, in the pipeline for a little while, and I've just been. Uh, kind of absorbed with actually i mean the last few weeks there was a lot of stuff with the halloween events and a lot of stuff with um trying to finalize uh, a handful of other pdm stuff but there's a i've been promising ship stuff for quite a while and i I felt bad that it's been taking this long to get any sort of a real serious um kind of ship momentum going so um that's uh, i'm trying to rectify that now yeah i mean there was um i don't know 10 months of no new ship content not really. Uh, I yeah. guess you had bug fixes and stuff, but content-wise, it's, it's been pretty much the same. Which is, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but there was a lot of content out there. I mean, it was a lot of people made that their primary game source for for a long time. Uh, but now you put in the the salvage system, and uh, is it is it just a mini boss, or do we get a main boss too? Oh, there's, there's there's an ocean boss too, actually, a full boss. Okay, yeah, so full main boss or ocean boss and then some mini bosses, uh, which is definitely cool. I've not seen it. Have any of you guys seen it yet? I have not, no. I haven't even been out on the water yet. It it takes too much time to get set up for me. I got story time from some dude. He said he he talked to Pond and taken him out there, and he went out there, and they dropped him like a bad habit when they got there. (laughs) Yeah, we actually did a... uh, yeah, we did, we did a, a handful of testing, a couple, maybe, I don't know, two months ago. We On the test server, we got about maybe f- four or five different people, or four or five different ships full of people to test out the mini-boss and ocean boss. And the um, uh, mini-boss, for the most part, was pretty manageable. Uh, the ocean boss definitely took down, a, at least kind of um, uh, repelled several ships. So it... it the goal in that one is to be pretty, pretty difficult. So I think that's one that people are going to have to do a little bit of experimenting to find out what works and what doesn't. And, um, which I think for ocean, ocean content wise, I think that's something that people really are looking for some sort of a, a challenge now. Yeah. Oh, yeah no, I jumped in. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what's the design goal with the, with the bosses? Is it like three to five ships for many and, you know, I don't know. Is it the same as the the, ma- the mainland, or are you supposed to have your ship really decked out? To it's, do these things. 
Yeah, it's it's a little it's, that's but that was part of the difficulty too was trying to figure out a a, a, um, a difficulty threshold just because the the way the damage works for ships is so much different than with um, like bosses. I mean, even even just the pure damage mechanics alone, damage from things coming across a ship is actually reduced by like twenty five percent against like your um, your player. So um, I, I in in theory, I was thinking it would probably the mini boss probably could be done with a Single ship galleon completely decked out by expert uh, player, and if not an expert player, maybe two pretty decent players or two two, two decent ships basically. And then um, I was thinking of the the main boss, probably three ships, two sh- two three ships in theory. And it's one of those things where uh, my initial estimation of what I think players are capable of doing always. I always seem to underestimate them. Like we with our bosses, the regular bosses, when we when we built them, I was thinking that the mini boss would probably take five people, and the regular bosses would take ten people. And then, sure enough, within a few weeks or even a month or two, um, players are doing them in half that number of people. So it's one of those things where we'll have to maybe do a rebalance at some point if we're finding out that they're not as as difficult as I was hoping. But I think for now, I'm pretty happy with what they're it looks like they're going to require players to, to tackle them with i mean just just adding the boss to the ship content which is there's a lot going on i tried it um after launch a little bit and you know we'd have two three people on a ship and a couple ships coordinating and one guy's repairing one guy's loading a can one guy's steering and there's just a lot going on so you're you know compounding that with now adding a, a pretty hard boss um i <laughs> i could see it taking quite a few ships to take some of these things down and also i think it depends on people's pers- persistence and patience i mean we've had players who've soloed bosses not so much now but previously i think famously uh westford of was using his stealther would uh spend two three four hours soloing a boss just be, by being extremely patient and taking kind of pot shots and going back and forth and I, I suppose there's no real no reason why a person in a ship couldn't do the same thing if they have a ton of patience for it. But it's I think it's it's still geared around multiple people tackling it and coordinating and kind of going back and forth. And it's kind of a weird concept, but doing ship tanking more and then kind of um, sort of taking the heat off in the ship and whatnot. Sure, sure. So what kind of, what kind of things can people expect from these you know we don't want to give away all the secrets because you want people out there trying this content and getting new parts of the games but what kind of what kind of like special stuff did you kind of create or think of and and put into some of these systems for, for the existing boss or for some of the new stuff coming out for the for the mini ocean mini boss and, and main boss uh in terms of i think the so when it comes to boss or ship stuff i think the in in terms of making things difficult for a player, or at least to the point where it's a little bit uh, challenging and you have to think about it a little bit, you really have to give the mini boss and and regular boss some sort of effect to slow down the player's ship and to make them actually have to to work to get their speed back. So both of the bosses actually have a mechanic where they'll um, attack the ship and put on a I guess if you guys have, um, have you guys done the lodestone mini boss where you have the reflector crystals that pop up, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So then, in that case, when that when that happens, players have to actually double click and get rid of the crystals. Otherwise, spell casting is pretty much negated. And with the with these bosses for the ship ones, they have like tentacles and they have. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one I used, but. Um, Oh, it was tentacles. Barn- barnacles. Yeah, barnacles and tentacles, and you have to you have to get rid of those from your ship in order to be able to get back to your full speed and and get moving again. So that the part of that's that's also one of the management aspects of the bosses is you have to have somebody who's kind of dealing with the ads and then dealing with the the um, kind of the environmental effects for your ship. Make sure you don't get stuck and have the bosses kind of wail on you. Uh, as far as other abilities. Uh, some of some of them are are ones that are actually dodgeable, and so that I, I don't think too many people are going to try to tackle a boss with a fast, really small ship because I think that might be pretty risky. But there is still an element of positioning and uh, not just completely sitting there and just trading broadsides with the boss. You you do want to have positioning and movement and take advantage of any sort of chance you can to dodge things. And so I think it, it both of the mini boss and the regular boss have a handful of different sort of gameplay elements to to tackle them both on finding ways to, to deal damage finding ways to try to minimize your own damage and finding ways to retreat when you you it's makes sense to go back and repair and so i don't know i think i think it, it should incorporate a kind of a fun mix of uh, of attack and defend a little bit yeah, I love I love the artwork on this, uh, especially the insatiable maw. Oh, <laughs> is that his abilities coming up on this ship? These uh, like tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is that is disgusting looking, <laughs> and and awesome. Are you, are you looking at the uh, the image that we have in the um, the yeah. post for it? Yes. Yeah, I feel kind of bad just because that. I mean, obviously, that was we, those were all the images that we have up on the the, the forum, the the pipeline post were from our uh, group testing, and I feel bad that I forget whose whose ship it was that was sitting there against the island where they said you know LOL and it kind of be, became the uh, poster image for the uh, the, the content of them being their ship being grounded more or less. But I think I think it's still a good image. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, he looks more scary than the uh, the main boss. Those tentacles are disgusting, man. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the it, other it, one's got the like the the Squidward looking mouth and the giant claw. It, kind of, it looks like a Lord Blackthorn expansion kind of mob on the main boss. Yeah, it definitely feels very. I mean, once I, I think Lord Blackthorn, the when. It, from Ultima Online, when, when Blackthorn was basically turned into a robot or whatever, I, I forget the whole backstory, but I do know that Todd McFarland, who's famous for making, you know, um, Spawn and action figures type stuff, uh, designed the, those things. And I feel like the, the high seas content stuff kind of fe- feels very Todd McFarland reminiscent, and especially that, that, that creature. Yeah, off topic. I, I still somewhere have that little figurine that came with that box set. Oh, is it, is it the, the robot Blackthorn with the wheels? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Which is, for me, always feels like a comic kind of like an R2-D2 sort of be, or a, a Dalek from uh, Doctor Who sort of thing going on. Doesn't, feels more seems, seems more goofy to me than menacing, but... <laughs> so we got, so how about... Uh, well, uh, we got some questions from El Horno, and one of these is, is kind of um, tied into what we're talking about now, the the boss content. He's saying that the the loot is the same on the on the bosses in the sea 
and they're they're really it's not like it's not unique C type of loot. It's similar to what you get on. Yeah, land. and um, actually, I, I am changing that. That's that's one thing that was an oversight on my part, and I actually I'm going to have it do um, ship upgrades and the various drops that you would normally expect from from a t- tackling a ship. Uh, in addition to that, I actually I do have uh, mini boss and ocean boss rares, similar to what we have for the regular mainland dungeon bosses. So that's going in. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, and on top of that, uh, this, I'll, I'll get to this a little bit more in a second here, but we have our new antiquity system popping up. And so that's going to be one of the, the big things with the ship system is that we have a whole bunch of rares that are... High level drops, I mean, like really, really high level drops that are only going to be for ship content, and so the ocean boss and mini boss will definitely be a probably a reasonable chance to get those compared to yes, the rest of the content. So there should be some some more incentive to actually do the ocean boss and mini boss. Other than right now, it's just you, you will get a lot of balloons from it. That's probably the one thing that's different from the regular bosses is that the ocean boss and mini boss. Both dropped the balloons on top of their regular loot, but I, I'm going to rectify that and have it so that upgrades and other ship-based stuff will will drop for them. And then when you're talking about the rares, you're talking about like the map tables. Yeah, so the uh, yeah, there's kind of I guess like I guess really there's three different kind of directions with this. There's the antiquities, which uh, will be on any sort of ocean content, but it's based on um, the rare the chance levels, kind of based on most of the systems we have that are that are loot drops are kind of scaled around how much gold the, um, the creature drops. So the things with um, the chances for certain items occurring will occur more likely on bosses and uh, mini bosses, and so that's where you're, you're, in terms of you're going to get antiquities from the boss bosses, you're going to get them from uh, fishing nets and fishing spots and mibs. Um, then there's also the actual specific ocean boss mini boss. Uh, rares. I think I have about five for each one of them set up, and then the, uh, the last thing is that I want. Yeah, I want to have basically for a, it's a doubloon sink, a, a, a good number of really, 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 really cool large deco items that players will like the map table, the small and large map table, telescopes, big giant anchors. Uh, I mentioned before, but the uh, we have two new animated giant aquariums that I actually built up, built a gump system to. For players to kind of dump in their dump in their uh, favorite ship or their favorite um, fish, and I think I might try to make it into a system where you can kind of rank your aquariums based on your total, I guess, quality of fish in there. And so maybe there's a little bit of a kind of mini game trying to get the best aquarium. So I'm still I'm still working the details on that, but um, yeah, I have a handful of pretty cool looking deco stuff to be, for people to sink into or sink their doubloons into. I mean, the aquariums by themselves look awesome, but adding the gump feature and then you kind of stock it, that's that's just really cool addition on top of that. So Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, go ahead. Well, it, how rare are we talking about these, these antiquities stuff? Is it is it uh, hair dye rare, like cavern lantern rare, or is it... Uh, Oh, definitely more. Than, yeah, definitely more than both those right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. The, the the idea is that the uh, antiquity stuff is kind of a, a long term project for players, and I think we've any time I I, I pr- propose a, a rarity level and I give Owen a amount uh, a number for that, and he's like, yeah, like times that by five, because every time we put out something where we think it's pretty uncommon, players seem to um, 
surprises at how much they're willing to farm and to do stuff, and they suddenly, you know, get a whole bunch of them. So it's the, the idea is that they're going to be pretty rare with the intention of players collecting them over, I mean, the course of months, years. So. How about how about ship construction and salvage? Because that just went in. That was the second ship patch, right? We uh, reduces yeah. the costs. I definitely, won't, I definitely won't talk about that next for sure. Uh, yeah, sure. That was a that was missing. We first patched the the bosses, uh, and then the salvage was yeah, you know, yeah. Like a day or two later. Um, yeah, what's uh, what do you guys think the player feedback is like from that so far? Are they are they liking it? Are they missing the old days? Yeah, honestly, I haven't gotten much feedback from it yet at all. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm fairly curious to myself. I've, I've heard a couple people when it went, went in, were pretty excited about it, but I haven't heard any, a whole lot of actual feedback yet from it, from in, in, in practice. Yeah, the only thing I've heard is, is you know, before you had, you know, you had this gentleman's agreement on the seas where you're not going to sink each other's boats because you got a million, two million plus that inside your ship, and it, it would just go poof. So, but now with the salvage system, uh, you know, a lot of those, those agreements are gone. So it's just, it's back to, to sinking whatever ships, then dealing with the salvage. Yeah, no, I've been watching, um, uh, ships channel and trends back and, um, <laughs> they're having fun. The, they're you got off there, Jack. Yeah, sorry. I said I saw the trends back, and I see that they're having a lot of fun sinking a lot of boats. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, so uh, it's, it's definitely a, a negative, right? Is you got you, well, it's a positive because no one wants to go to the sea because they're going to lose their boat forever. But that also made everyone somehow come up with their, some like agreement that made it safe, I guess. And now with the salvage system, now you're actually less safe, but you don't have the danger of losing everything. Yeah, I I haven't gone out on the seas yet. It just takes me um, it takes me too long to get set up and ready to go out there. So I've it's not something I can do in you know two hours. Maybe I just am bad at this game, but oh. <laughs> it takes me longer to get out on the sea than it does to just you know load up a character and get in a dungeon. Add in that there's been a million and a half things we've been doing in guild, and it's just I haven't had the time to get out there to be able to give feedback. But from what I can tell, everyone seems to be pretty happy and excited about it. I mean, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, you can get a large dragon ship deed for 10k boards, 500 ingots, 500 cloth. I, I think that's a awesome entry level. Um, your ship's going to be big enough. It's going to be plenty fast. Um, you can maneuver it. You can take some, take some hits on it. Um, I know one... One thing I saw in, I think it was a suggestions channel, was just the terrible rolls some people get on ships and not being able to recycle uh, a ship deed. Is that something that would ever... In terms of construction, the initial construction on them? Correct. Okay. Well, the so, I mean, the way that the construction works is that the it's it's largely contingent on the crafter who 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 built them because the every ship stat has a random roll from it's basically the same thing actually uh, in, in theory as with um, pets where every stat they have can go minus ten percent to plus ten percent of what the baseline stat is and then what the way the way that the carpentry works is that 
Um, the more carpentry you have, the less chance you have of getting a negative. With that 120 carpentry, uh, will actually completely eliminate all of the, the negatives. So it'll be only zero, zero to plus 10%. So in theory, a person crafting with a, um, you know, a fully completed carpenter shouldn't have any negative stats at all. I mean, they might have some, you know, some kind of weak bonuses, but they shouldn't have any actual negatives at least. Okay. So, well, that's, that's good to know. If I forget who the suggestion was from. I just read it one day. Um, so that's, that's good to know. Okay, is there is there somebody out there creating crap ships, <laughs> flooding the market? I there, yeah, they were complaining not being able to recycle them um, okay. after getting bad bad initial rolls, and especially not costing any mastercraft diagrams now. Um, you know, trying to trying to find a like a perfect one, okay. but just burning through uh, ingots and boards. But hey, I guess that uh, ups the economy, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I got. I'd have to think whether or not we'd want something where players could potentially sink in more um, boards and, and ingots to kind of, you know, fix some of the, the weak, you know, the weak stats. But I don't, I don't know if that would actually be a positive or negative for the economy in terms of, um, well, actually, I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that a little bit. Maybe maybe combine it with tinkering or something, give them a little, little better percentage. You know, maybe it's not like takes it from all zero to 10 to from five to 10, but maybe gives them a percent boost if they're, if they're 120 tinkering or something. Yeah, no, that's something we can definitely take a look at. Yeah, possibly. I was going to say, I think the one thing, the one complaint I've seen about ships is there's no way to tell what the stats are on a vendor. You just have to trust what someone actually puts on it is correct. Oh, uh, you, you can't double click them. I don't believe so. Uh, some dude you're listening, uh, message me, you know, because you run a ship vendor. Oh, cause I, I was pretty certain during beta, at least beta or early, early, I, uh, early on, I, I, I changed so you could double click both, um, ship, um, ship crew member deeds and ship deeds to actually see the stats on them. Cause that's kind of, that's kind of an important deal when you're buying a ship. Yeah. He says if, you if, can't check them. Okay. They, they must've accidentally got changed somehow. So I'll, I'll fix that. Solving the world's problems in yeah. Inside Outlands. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I hadn't had anybody tell me tell me that at all. So I was presuming it was actually working as I had hoped or intended. Or um, so, yeah, actually, well, I'll, I'll get that fixed then. I'm actually going to go check out his vendor right now. So uh, the the intent with this, right, is you you take your boat out and you get sunk, and with the cost of gold or doubloons, you can get most of your ship back. Yeah. The, uh, now the interesting mechanic here, though, is that the uh, the person that sinks you has a chance to to get some of those items, and then hold them ransom. So if they if they get some nice upgrade that you have, they could, right? You know, if the default value from the game is you know 10k, they can say, oh well, pay me 50k, you can have mm-hmm. it back. Yeah, that was and I. I Obviously, there's a, there's a pretty robust community of ship people who are doing the previous, the kind of, um, uh, I forget what you'd call the term for it, where you were holding somebody hot, not hostage, but you'd, you know, you'd um, pay a, I guess you'd pay, pay, pay a ransom to let a ship go and not sink them. And so I, I kind of wanted to create something that had a little bit of elements of that into it. So you there is a chance for a any player to get something from your ship that could be, could be valuable. I mean, it could be the ship itself. But there, there would be a little bit of that um, sort of negotiating for stuff back. 
potentially, but not so dramatic that the player who you know is just starting out and doesn't have a ton of resources to spend doesn't doesn't have to worry that their whole ship's gonna be completely lost and you know they're they're at the mercy of somebody else to spend a bunch of money to get their stuff back so it's i don't know it it, it may it may lean a little bit more towards i want to say trammels or trammy or whatever but i i think the hope was that it would between that and the ship construction cost change get a lot more people out in the water who normally would have been really concerned with risking a ton of resources anytime you're on the water to now have more you know access to things which in, in theory should give pirates way more people to fight which i think should be a, should be a good thing so yeah. the boats and upgrades can be ransomed right correct yeah all right can they see the stats on the boats before they choose to ransom them uh yeah, I believe so. I have I have a little button next to each one of them where you can click on it, and it'll it'll launch the um the ship deed or the uh, ship upgrade um little uh upgrade window. Okay. So on, yeah, on no, the roll, is... it's uh like basically ten percent plus damage percent on each item, or is that like so a really shitty roll? You could technically ransom like their ship and everything, right? So yeah, it's, so every every single so uh, as soon as the ship sinks, every single uh, every single upgrade, which includes paints, includes theme, the ship theme, everything essentially gets immediately taken off the ship and converted into deeds, and then the ship deed itself actually gets converted to a deed and then stored um, kind of internally, and then ra- and then a random roll is done for every single item. With the if a player if if a player is damaged by an NPC only, they're automatically the player basically gets a full hundred percent chance to get the item back. If a, another player damages them, uh, what I do is I look at the total amount of damage that that player did. So let's let's, let's say in theory two two enemy ships attack a player. Both of those ships did fifty percent of the total damage to the the, the ship they sunk. Uh, each one of those players now has a five percent chance instead of ten percent chance to loot each one of those items. So it's 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 scaled that gotcha. if, if it's it's scaled so that if some person just comes strolling by and shoots you with cannons one time, they suddenly don't have a full. They they in that case they only have like a like a half percent chance to or less than that probably to to get any items. So they can't just roll in, do a magic arrow essentially, and, and claim credit for sinking you and getting you know a good chance at your items. It, it is scaled based on the damage they do. Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, and the ransom part is a nice little flavor flavor bit. I, I'll be curious to see if any players are engaging with that or, or how they're how it's being received out there. But I definitely love the idea. Now, is there any any options to go back and forth with the ransom price? Like, if, if someone says, "I'm looking at your picture, twenty five grand for this furious assault upgrade," can I then counter and say, "Hey, I don't have twenty five grand," or am I going to have to find that person in Discord and start yeah, talking with them? I, I debated having a messaging system, but I figured if I put that in place, there's probably going to be a lot of unsolicited uh, messages going back and forth between players who don't want to deal with somebody else. And it, would, it might just be a way that somebody would end up taunting somebody else. So I, fi- I figured with the listing the player's name, that's probably enough info to go on and f- Discord and if you want to you know, negotiate through that way. I think that's probably sufficient. I, um, Yeah, I think, I think at this all- point that's probably the... I'm almost certain that if there was a way for UO players to talk to each other, that shit talking would commence. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I have to basically so, 
in most cases, I have to presume the worst. And so I figured in that case, um, because you didn't elect to have somebody sync you, you didn't really want to. I didn't want to give an opportunity for somebody to message somebody else, you know, without their uh, kind of, you know, their uh, agreements or whatever. So then I'm assuming following up on that. Anytime during those 14 days, I can change the price, set the price, yep. send them a, a lower offer. You know, if they don't bite on my first 25K, I can lower it to 20K or 15K or whatever yep. the case may be. Yeah, the only restriction is that I think I have it where you can only change the price on the item once every five minutes. Just to prevent people from spamming changes and just to kind of be weird with it. But um, yeah, you can change any any item every five minutes. So it's you can definitely just put a price out there and see if they bite. And if not, lower it. And at the end of the, you know, and if two weeks if they don't have any interest in collecting on it you can just yourself just collect the item and take it yourself okay and our, our last bit of uh, a patch uh, content you put out there is the ship crew member loyalty uh, which reminds me a lot of the just the pet system brought over to ship crew members where you can really get in there and dial in their their stats and abilities and um, tailor them to your liking yeah so the I- Go ahead. Sorry, I said it. It seemed a little more random, right? On the on the upgrade, the role for the the stats upgrade is randomized, so you're not setting them like pets. But yeah, very similar. Yeah, initially i i had I had created a sort of a prototype template thing for upgrading ship or um, being able to pick and choose what your upgrades go to in terms of like the bonus skills and things, and. The more I looked at it, the more I got a little concerned that players were probably going to load up on very specific stats. Even even with, with pet upgrades, it, the, there's a handful of stats, maybe two or three stats, that every single player pretty much puts their upgrades. Their pet, you know, you, you pretty much upgrade always upgrade decks. You always upgrade um, like like damage for damaging pets, and then the rest of them are kind of just. Eh. And I, I feel like with the ship stuff. If, if players were able to pick the stat upgrades, they would very most likely just pick the ones that upgrade, you know, cannon damage or sailing speed. And I, I think that it would, it, as much as I'd like to give them the opportunity to kind of diversify, I think it would most likely just end up kind of overloading certain ship bonuses for, for, for ships. So the, the way I went and said is just to take the existing skills or the bonuses that you have for, for a ship and then just kind of increase those uh, by a scalar. So it, it stays relatively within the same sort of scope of um, your same ship member can do the same thing it, it, it boosted before, just, just more so. Yeah, this, uh, this is very cool. It only, and we had this brought to us by El Horno too, but the only thing is this, this didn't come with a balance pass across to all the, the ship crew members. So if, if the if the community was convinced that orc reavers and sailors are the best, then you still need to go get those and then dive into the system. Like you can't go take a cook and bring him up to like an orc reaver level of. I, I'm I'm giving poor examples sure, here, sure. but no, that's it, it, that is a good point. That there's probably there's not exactly complete parity amongst the different uh, crew member types, and there are some. I mean, there's a lot of probably kind of weak. Um, crew members in terms of fighting and things, and yeah, I, I, it might might be worthwhile doing a bit of an overhaul just to kind of compare and um, see whether or not you know, like the carpenter overall is worth you know having weak weak combat stats compared to having boosted repair stats. 
Right. Let, so you're spending all your time uh, not stealing, begging, instead of you know out at sea trying to find that perfect crew member. Well, it seems like that would tie into something else that El Horno was talking about. Uh, the any plans about a sailing or cargo quest? Because then you could have crew members. You have to have X uh, plus cooks or whatever. X number of cooks on your boat to be able to pick up the food from this quest. Otherwise, it'll spoil. And then you're, it would make them useful. So would something like that be a potential? Yeah, actually. So I, 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 have, I do have a list here of a handful of uh, new things I was kind of planning on doing. And one of them actually was a bit of a, uh, I, I don't know how many of you guys actually followed what I did for Ancorp, uh, UOAC server. Towards the towards the end of that, I was trying to do a, a, a pretty decent number of, uh, part, part of the ship system existed on the, on that server. And this is, obviously I overhauled a giant amount of it, but there was, conceptually there was a lot of similarities for that, for that ship system. And towards the end of the server, I was, coming up with a bunch of different um, sort of jobs slash quests uh, for ships. And one of them was doing transport missions uh, where you would pick up a cargo at, you know, for example, Andaria and then have to, have to tra- transport it over to, um, you know, like t- Terran or some other place. And uh, I think, I think, I think for that kind of stuff, I, the, there might be room to add in a ship, Right now, right now, as far as ship stats, there's, uh, I think, bonus doubloons earned. That's is a is a is a bonus you can get for your ship. Bonus for upgrades. Bonus for crew members. I think having a sort of a like a, a missions or a quest uh, stat that boosts the, the the rewards you get from those types of things. I think some of your crew members that are a little on the weaker side, for example, you know, cooks, medics, and um, merchants could definitely have giant bonuses to that. So there'd be potential. I think. For some of these new types of ship quests, to actually have those crew members be worthwhile for if you're running, you know, if you decide you want to make more of a kind of smuggler slash merchant ship, for at least for a time. Yeah, no, that's uh, that, that's good Falcon. content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've spent I spent hours and hours in Eve freightering stuff across that map. So I'm sure I would dig into something like that here. And yeah, so I haven't coded this yet, but one of the so going back to what I said before about the the Ancorp server concept, um, I, I I came to the conclusion that just doing a merchant run by itself is probably not super enthralling. So what what I uh, the, the system I came up with is I. Actually, it's, I mean, in, in theory, it's a little like what we have for societies where you had for societies, you have easy, medium and hard jobs you can take on with each one of them having, a, you know, more of a requirement to do something. And for the transport jobs, I, I had an idea where you'd have easy, medium or hard transport jobs. And then based on the based on the difficulty, the either the distance would change or what ha- would happen is that the as you as you, you move along, the you know, the the whatever course you make from one town to another, you'd have little random encounters that random, random pop up. Like you could have a um, sort of ship spawn type things where you have like, you know, water elementals or you could have barnacles pop up or things that you have to basically deal with on the way to your, 
to your um, destination. So it gives you, you you know that over the course of traveling from one one town to another, you know you're going to have to deal with maybe two or three randomized things and and deal with them. So that hopefully that would kind of reduce some of the you know the kind of ability to automate the system. Uh, that, that's I think anybody who's done any sort of like escort missions back in classic UO knows how people would basically just automate, you know, um, hauling a uh, uh, seeker venture and just set up a system to just, you know, completely do an AFK. So I think having a little kind of mini event type things that pop up through this sort of thing would make it more interesting and reduce some of the monotony of just, you know, just sailing with no real interaction. Yeah, well, while while it's sad that you have to counter macros, uh, I think making making the system more fun to engage with is also a, a good thing too. So, yeah, you can even send them off. You got to stop at this island and pick X Y Z up, and then you got to go here, and then you got to go there. You know, you, you kind of hate in UO. We've never really taken to those, you know, one, two, three quests, but you could even turn it into something like that to make sure you're getting that interaction with some sort of enemy. True. And I guess one—I mean, one of, the, one of the not so much counter arguments, but I suppose we the 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 oceans here there are a pretty decent decent chunk of ships out there, both player and NPCs. So I suppose in this case, it's not like regular UO where there's you know just a giant open area with nothing to really worry about. In this case, we do—I guess there is ships and things to worry about, but uh, having some sort of kind of things that like, like a little bit of a wrinkle and things, I think would make it would you know a little more uh, engaging, I guess. Engaging, immersive, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, I also thought about doing a sort of a, I guess going back to the whole escort thing, like castaways. So right, right now we have a, a probably I think like twenty different um, uh, the fishing spots. Those little each one of those little fishing spots I kind of designed as a little mini scene of something where you know like a, a raft that's abandoned with like a, a murder victim on there with little notes and or you have like a, a whale bones and stuff. And I was thinking maybe setting up some sort of a castaways type system where you could basically essentially pick up pick up a net, you know an NPC that needs to get escorted somewhere. So that'd be just a little thing to keep an eye out for that would you know maybe change your destination while you're sailing because you have a limited amount of time to get to somewhere or something else. So just kind of fun little things to be aware of when you're out, when you're out. Cause I think people already are, are looking for you know fishing spots and looking for kind of loot things. And I think having more um, things to interact with that seas would be interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I know we need a buff to fishing maps too. A lot of players feel like, like those aren't worth running right, right now. Yeah, the the message models, special fishing nets, uh, the fishing spots in general are pretty. I mean, admittedly, pretty lackluster. Really, it was the. I mean, you're you're getting gold and stuff and doubloons and things, but you're. I mean, really, the only special loot is this kind of like aquarium fish right now. So that's that's getting a giant overhaul. Uh, I'm gonna try to get more. But some of the, I mean, I got, obviously people have been asking about the kind of classic loots like the you know the the shells, pillows. Things that you would expect normally, and then uh, we have a lot of artwork, so we'll be adding in probably a lot more um, kind of fun knickknacky things that players haven't seen before to deck out their houses. And um, you know, just, I think there's a lot of people who like having kind of a sea seashore or like kind of a oceanfront style house, or even for just a houseboat too. So I think we've covered uh, the pipeline and some future content. We had a uh, just a couple of remaining questions from. Um, El Horno, 
Uh, I'll just cover this real quick. Let's see. His first one is um, the salvage patch just went in, but it still seems harsh out there. Any plans to soften it a bit more to see if more people will pick it up? Uh, in terms of so in a harsh is in terms of how player is it harsh because players now are more aggressive and that they're not going to probably not going to negotiate or what's I guess the question would be what what's the element that feels harsh still? Uh, I mean, right now you, you it, still you know, it would it would have to be that ten percent of of losing an item. Okay, that's all I can think of. Okay, I, I guess I mean compared to previously losing hundred percent of you know the ship and all of your upgrades, uh, you 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 did get your seventy five percent of your doubloons back, and that's still in place. But um, I mean, I don't, yeah, obviously, definitely, I'm, I'm open to discuss it, and if we if we feel that that's still a little too harsh, I was thinking between that and the construction changes, you know, getting rid of the master crafting diagrams. I think also it. Kind of depends too on, on whether or not there's actually a glut of upgrades sitting around too. I haven't actually done any sort of a real audit to see what stuff's sitting around. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? As far as like, are you, are, are people just sitting on tons of upgrades that they don't really have no use for, or or no? Uh, El Horno, you're in here. Why don't you message one of <laughs> us and let us know I, what you think? I think the I mean, good stuff's really rare. Okay, because I also there's I mean I think people have preferences as far as like which outfittings they like and which special abilities like for the the ammunition shots and things. People really have preferences, but I I guess whether or not people feel that they can't field a decent ship without a, you know specific upgrades and whether or not there's you know uh, scarcity for those right now. Yeah, I mean this may be just too early to call. Uh, this is only two week, like a week or two in in the game, so maybe something I'd revisit down the road. Uh, his his next question is: um, Why aren't ocean bosses required for summoning the Omni boss? Uh, is that inter- um, okay? They're not on the I, Omni I, boss uh, ticket or the, the the tome, right? They currently aren't. No. Oh, sorry, what was that? I missed that. The the tome to summon the Omni boss, you don't need to go kill oh. the two ocean boss or the kill the ocean boss and the mini boss. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm still debating that. I, I I'm I'm a little. I, hmm. it, it would add elements that would give players incent, more incentive to do ocean stuff, or to at least um, if. I don't know. It's I, I'm the main concern is whether or not the players are now suddenly bottlenecked through ocean content in order to be able to sum, summon omnis, and I'm a little concerned that we we would see a giant drop drop off in omni participation based on that. Um, and would it invalidate you know the five omni books that we have saved up or the eight that Rekt has or however many everyone else has? True, true, and, and there is that element as well. So yeah, I. I at the moment, my, my only initial plan is that the the dungeon summoning system, where you can, you know, if you do, if you, I mean, normally right now, if you farm in a dungeon, you can build progress up your guild, and then it gives you the option to summon a boss. Uh, I am going to extend that to the ocean content, so we're we're going to have that ability to players who are, you know, uh, farming at sea have, will have the option to summon a boss in a similar fashion, 
Uh, and that system is actually going to be ex- that system is going to be extended to to mini bosses too for for all all dungeon stuff. Where you're going to have an option to use the dungeon guilt mechanic to summon mini bosses and ocean or and bosses. So ocean will be do that similar. Will that be doubloons or gold farmed? Um, it's probably probably part for the of for the ocean boats. Yeah, for the ocean, probably, probably just doubloons, just because it's thematic. But I think in most cases. There, there is a there is a correlation between the values of of doubloons and gold you get, so it's it's it probably is pretty similar. But I think with the doubloons, just to be safe, probably you know just for the math purposes. Uh, let's see his next one. Uh, are there any plans on fixing the east west borders of the map? They don't connect. It's just a wall. Or you're yeah, breaking yeah. blackness. <laughs> um, that's something we can definitely tackle. I think I, this. I might need to get some. Uh, get, get Owen involved in that, and just in terms of the, the coordinates and things. Uh, yeah, that's 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 something we just kind of I think just glossed over and didn't really we had, we didn't have a whole lot of people asking about it, and so I I hadn't really I didn't I hadn't thought that it was a really you know big deal breaker yet, but uh, we can definitely t- we can definitely take take care of that. All right, he's got one last, one final one. Uh, at the moment, there's no safe ground for boat, not even around Shelter Island. Would you consider having towns expand a bit seaward and offering the protection of their navy or even artillery, keeping the pirates from chasing right up to the dockmaster? So that's, a, that's an interesting point because I, during, I said before that the uh, Ann Corp server I was on uh, previously, we had a ship system, and then I set up actually a bunch of uh, marine ships so it's like naval naval galleons near each each town with the intention that they would attack anybody who's currently flagged as hostile for uh, ships uh, that's that that server didn't have the whole gray gray mechanic that we have here where everybody's at seas gray um, that that server had it where if you you know you um, uh, you'd be blue normally and then if you attack somebody you'd, you'd flag just like a normal you know kind of a murder attacking type mechanic. Uh, the problem is that it's really hard to create a system that actually stops players from chasing somebody. So either, either what we found is that most of the, what ended up happening is that most of the players who uh, were out at sea would end up actually just purposely attacking the naval guard, naval ships and having fun killing them uh, just for the sake of it. And I don't know if that would. I, I guess maybe, I guess maybe in theory that would keep somebody from briefly sinking another player's ship. But we found we found most of the times that those naval ships just kind of got sunk on their own already. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I guess if you had like a safe zone you entered two, that's not really ideal either. Yeah, because then you're gonna get people. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the the one of the things that I, I know. This aggregates some people, but people farming in dungeons near moon gates or the, the dungeon gates, and you, you may end up with people kind of doing the similar thing, whether they're farming just on the outskirts of towns, which I, I guess it's debatable whether or not that's a good or bad thing, too. I mean, it, that there is a benefit of having young players or not young, but people who are in smaller ships farming kind of close to town and players who have giant galleons are willing to risk it, you know, go out in the sea. Uh, I guess it's to be seen whether or not that becomes a mechanic that's actually good, or it just becomes a mechanic that that annoys people who are trying to trying to be pirates and 
do ship combat stuff. So it's it's, right. it's something we, we can definitely. I mean, I, if, I, I guess one option could be to have like like he mentions in, in the the like the idea there that you have artillery on at you know on town that will fire on players who are. I guess the other thing too is it's kind of hard to to you have you have to keep a flag going to determine who attacked whom, and that that flag would have to keep going so the ships will actually or the the artillery would fire on the correct ship even though technically right now everything's already gray, so there might be some complications yeah, it, it, with it that. It's like a easy easy problem to tackle. Uh, well, if if you even see it as a problem, I guess currently, it's yeah. Um, I think one thing that will probably, and this actually, this should, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised this actually isn't on here on this on this list, but um, I promised a while back to have Dock Masters available for players to to purchase, and I think that's that's something that's 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 one of the next things I'm working on right now is creating Dock Masters players can put at, at their house. And granted, you you do kind of need to have a house near near water or a houseboat, but um, I think players being able to safely dock at Dock Master. Near their house or near somewhere near somewhere else um, would probably add a little bit more safety for for their um, kind of the embarking disembarking. Oh yeah, I like that. That's the sandbox solution right there. So yeah, I dig that. The uh, I think that's I think that's it for our, our questions. And I don't know if you have anything else you want to you want to mention or, or talk about before we let you go. Yeah, so I mean, just like just kind of random random little. Um, Kind of snippets of things I've I have on the on the horizon. And obviously, from the development pipeline, I mentioned that we're going to have new upgrades for ships, uh, new themes. Uh, some of that will also kind of permeate to the NPC ships. So once we start adding, we get oh, Owen added a whole bunch of new artwork and animations, and some of those are already kind of popping up. Like if anybody's done the uh, Omniboss, Omnibosses have seen some of the new animations. So I think we're gonna, I'm going to I'm going to try to find a bunch of new ship up ship abilities and weapons and things which will then pop up on NPC ships and I want to have a bunch of new different types of um, I guess it's, yeah just different kind of ship concepts so you if, if, actually I suppose nobody here has done the ocean boss but the ocean boss his, his uh, summons his, his minions he summons are all lizard men type things so I would I like to have like you know an NPC lizard man ship that's kind of I would say it's goofy. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different, but I think thematically I can make it work. Um, you can do more. There's a, there's a pretty. I think we have, we have a good number of different NPC humanoids that we I could I can make ships out of. And then obviously each each one of those ships NPC ships we have currently has a random assortment of upgrades that are sort of tied to their their theme. So like the undead have you know the bone, bone shot ability. I think I can probably come up with a bunch of interesting abilities that are. You know, kind of thematically tied to new new NPC ships to to deal with. Um, yeah, you're, you're talking uh, the the things we fight or the things you'll put on our own. Oh ship. yeah, sorry. Yeah, like these are yeah ship ship spawns. So like uh, okay, having having a bunch of new ship spawns at least um, different different ships that have abilities and and uh, MP, or the the crew members and monsters on board that. Change the way that you fight a little bit. Like some of them, for the most part, they they they're pretty straightforward. They they, they throw ship bombs. They do, you know, they'll kind of um, some will throw nets and do kind of silly things. But I think I think that we can, it, we can expand this and have a lot more interesting combat mechanics f- for the ship NPCs. 
So I think expanding the different ship types that are available to fight with, um, expanding the abilities and the the tactics that different ships use could be, you know, a little bit, or even even actually adding in so that um, NPC ships will sometimes try to board you. I think that'd be kind of a fun mechanic to experiment with. Uh, let's see other things. Oh, this is all right. <laughs> this, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, uh, Owen's gonna hate me for this, but uh, new new boat models. Uh, we right now obviously have the the five core types: the small, medium, large, the Carrack, and the Galleon. Uh, either I'll, I'm I'm gonna request Owen to make a couple, maybe at least two new ones, or myself do one. Uh, I took a stab at it about two three years ago, and I made a gigantic ship of the line model that was kind of garish and a little comically large in terms of I think it had like. 12 cannons on it each side, which is just ridiculous. But um, I, I do want to create a couple new ship models, uh, poss- at least at least one or two one or two of them available to players, maybe a Beyond Galleon, and then one of them that's like a, a boss level, like a, you know, a ship of the line with a gigantic ship that could essentially function as a additional ship boss type thing. So I think that'd be kind of fun for players to try to tackle something like that. Uh, and oh, then also... Yeah. yeah, more ships. Yeah, I... I, I Right now, I, I, the the Paragon ships are pretty much the the hardest ship content. I mean, other than not the Ocean Boss, but the like a, a, a Paragon Galleon right now is probably the hardest thing we have available. I think having some sort of new uh, new ships might be interesting, or even you know like a like a, like a Trireme or a Catamaran type thing, or ships where they're like long boats and things where maybe the tactics based on the stats of them, the tactics of them are a little bit different. Like they're faster and they're uh, they're a lot more kind of chasey, kind of bored you like raider style stuff. Uh, let's see. Oh, and also, so I, I did a, re, a audit recently to look at what the average doubloons amount is for all of our players, and I this is the one of the few times I think I've overestimated the amount of farming people will do because the 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 large houseboats we have right now I think are around around ten million to fifteen million doubloons. And the top players in the server right now have about three to five million doubloons. And that's only a couple players. Most of them have in the, in the one to three million doubloon range. So I think having either adding some new houseboat models that are kind of in the middle range or taking the current ones we have, dropping them down price-wise, and then creating some gigantic houseboats would be kind of a fun thing to have. Oh, I, I would, I'm actually shocked that it's not more. That people don't have more, especially people that, that. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah, I, I, I was honestly kind of shocked when, when, I, when I ran the giant audits on all of our players. And I, yeah, I, I would have thought there would have been at least one or two players who had 10 million range. But um, yeah, no, like, I think like 5 million or some or so was about the highest. So, and that's only a third of the way to uh, the largest houseboat, which. Yeah, what's happening? I, I don't know. The, if the, the, I don't... the crazy. The crazy shit people are distributing their doubloons out to everyone to get achievements. So everyone's got, you know, 50, 100k doubloons and, and no one has millions. I, I don't know. Which is which is good, too. It's just whether or not anybody is actually even trying to save up for a, a large houseboat, which I, I I know part of the complaint with the, ship, the houseboats has been that the, the amount of secures that they get are not quite commensurate with what you'd be spending or the amount of time you're spending on a normal house. So that's something we can definitely look at as well. But um, yeah, I think at the moment the the the, the giant houseboats are 
price-wise seem kind of completely out of reach for players, so that's something we might want to look at, um, either in terms of making medium, medium ones or rescaling the, the, the cost on them a little bit, making them more you know, accessible. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I've got a oh, quick question. Oh, is this kind of random? Yeah, go for it. Um, sorry, no, you go. I want. I don't want to derail you. I just want to jump in at the very end and have a question. Oh, this is just a minor thing. I was just we. Uh, whenever we do a uh, a holiday event or uh, or a new patch with the Pavilion Merchant, new new shimmer cloth, whatever, we've had we've had a request for players to or for us to add in uh, limited edition ship paints. So I think that's something that we can definitely start doing too. As we um, as I'm adding in, I'm, I'm going to do a, a hopefully about a half a dozen new ship themes as loot drops, like things like Derelict, where it's uh, kind of overgrown with like foliage, and um, we got we got a whole like I think there's a bunch of chaos stuff we can add, but I think also adding a bunch of new different um, boat hues would be a good thing to add. Oh yeah, yeah, boat hues. You just say, you keep saying things I'm like yeah I want more of that bring it <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh, and uh, like I mentioned before it's I, I I do feel bad that it's been taking this long to get a sizable chunk of ship content out but I'm gonna try to make it up for to you guys all right Jack what would you have all right so a guild mate of mine who does a lot of boating asked if there's any way to uh work around aggression flagging and docking had a guy go out around shelter picking on a new bb who had just built a boat first time out so he would launch his death destroyer and uh immediately the guy would run and dock is there any way to work around that mechanic where you know a guy can't run as soon as there's anyone there fighting um hmm. yeah that's uh, a good question uh hmm. yeah i, I mean I, I think we may just want to reevaluate what the criteria is for for docking because right now i think the main thing is that you have to i kind of just actually just the ability to, to to dock real quickly after after stopping or what else would be I, you'd, part of the issue there I don't know the full issue. You'd have to uh, talk to this guy. I could send him to so you, a, and he could get you the harassed. details. A new player on the sea was being harassed and didn't feel like he had the tools to to fight it off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was tr- hard, you know? You was, it's not so yeah. hard and easy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the. I think the thing is, the guy was uh, just flagging, and then immediately, as soon as the challenger appeared, he'd run away. And unless he sat there, basically farming hand in hand with him, there was no way to defend him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he couldn't. He he would get challenged by. He would get uh, attacked. A guy would come in to defend him, and then the aggressor would would haul ass. And there's no way to like actually defend the the new guy. I don't know. I mean, that might just be one of the the sort of the scenarios where you, you're you're not forced to. I mean, he, the person, the player, could definitely leave Shelter Island and go try somewhere else to launch their ship. That's probably you know 
it's, it might just be one of those scenarios where you you know if somebody's griefing you or harassing you, but they you, you can always pick up your ball and go somewhere else. And that's that. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but that might have been a scenario where just um, the, that player might just need to move on, go somewhere else, and try launching from any other town or um, or the wilderness even too. But which is kind of risky. But um, yeah, I, I, as far as I mean, I, I, that goes back to whether or not we you know we set up some sort of a safe zone, and I I did debate having Shelter Island be some sort of you know kind of a ship ship haven, but I I, I couldn't find any realistic way to make that work without it still having just a, a guard zone line that, you know, gets kind of abused or, you know, just people's kind of duck in and out of it and it doesn't really work exactly as intended. So. Let's see. Jack Scallywag just joined. Too bad oh, yeah. we're almost done. We are. We're almost done. <laughs> are, are we? No, I was kidding. I could, I could unmute him. Uh, be interesting. He's back now that the ship patch is back. It'd be interesting All to hear right. what he has to say about it. Uh, Jack Scallywag, you are unmuted. If you have something to say about ship content to Luthius, now is your is your uh, five <laughs> minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah, you better hurry up. No, I don't know. I'm still testing it out a little bit, but that's an interesting system. I think people are gonna. I mean, it was tough to lose everything when you lost, but what happened was there was kind of a community thing where we had this sort of ransom thing going on, and, like, you know, there wasn't anyone out there just sinking everyone, so not a lot of people Mm -hmm. lost everything. I'm just worried that even if it's just losing one fucking crewmate, people are going to rage out, you know. I don't know how you satisfy them all, but I I think it's an interesting system. I, I think also part of the problem there, though, is, too, is that that requires players to be in Discord and to be active I mean, like, there's there's people who don't even know that there's a ship ship channel. I mean, I, I mean, I think most people who do ships probably are aware of it, but it does kind of require that that system kind of requires you to buy into the ship channel concept and and be on board that, which isn't always going to be the case, unfortunately. So especially now that we have actually a lot more. I mean, I, I, I tried to reduce the the barriers to entry in terms of reducing the you know the master crafting diagrams to build a new ship, and so I was hoping that would in, incentivize enough people to say, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can try dropping, dropping down a, you know, a large ship and do sheets do ship stuff now. Yeah. So and, no, I, you're right. But I think most people don't realize you can build a large so easy. Now you can get crew is super easy to get with begging. Like, and so basically you could be farming at the sea, like in no time. I, it's just a little, you know, maybe there needs to be, I saw, uh, there was some like natural did some like, videos on like how to do it and like maybe it's some just maybe some community uh some education of the community might help or something you know yeah no definitely definitely and um yeah i, I guess there all there there is i suppose there still is the the option of having the sort of gentleman's agreements between or at least you you know people paying i guess what do you call it um uh insurance to to not get taxed to still because i mean it, there's technically yeah, nothing. There there's nothing stopping you from from doing the same thing still, just to, to not be, you know, not have to deal with. Because you are going to still lose twenty five percent of your doubloons when you when you do get sunk, and you, you, there's a chance for you know losing other stuff. So it may not be as drastic as it was before, and the the previous system probably was a necessity of people, 
not losing all their stuff, but I think you can still probably find room to work that that sort of community agreements still in the system. Yeah, totally. Because right now it's sort of like, well, if we go out, it's like there's really no reason not to just sink everyone right off the bat yeah, to see yeah. what's rolled the dice and see if we get any of their loot. But you're right, like they could, and that community, it'll it'll happen organically. As it'll be like, oh well. You know, at least for our group, it's like, I don't want to just keep sinking the same people over and over and over again, you know? So it's just like, maybe we make a deal. Like, there was a guy, Predator, in the Discord today. Like, he, we got him twice on Saturday. And so he's, like, <laughs> raging, I'm never going to go to the sea again. And it's like, all we, we got, like, one upgrade from him and a couple crew. And it's, like, not that big a deal. Like, it was a shitty upgrade anyway, so. No. But, like, you're right. Like, he could be like, listen, I'll pay you 100k or something. And, like, leave me alone for a month or something. And, like, we would totally do that. Actually, one of the things I had on my list here that I was... This is still kind of a conceptual thing, but I think definitely could play into this. But the um, uh, I, I was thinking that it'd be kind of interesting to have a uh, a flag you could adopt for your ship that would make you not attacked by certain NPCs. So if you were to you know have like a pirate flag or if you were to have a... You know, um, uh, a raider flag, you would you'd kind of become impervious to attacks from not impervious, but they wouldn't they wouldn't engage you. But on the same token, I think it might be interesting if we if guilds could sell uh, letters of letters of mark. I think I think it's pronounced, pronounced mark, where you basically sell the rights for you know one week, two weeks, three weeks. That while you have the item on board your ship, um, you can't be attacked by somebody else. So that'd be kind of a way to to mechanically enforce the the concept we're talking about. Where if somebody paid hundred k, they can't be attacked by you know this guild ships for for a period. And it'd be obviously it'd be up to that guild to issue out those those items for sale. But that could be a one way to mechanically enforce the the system. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, I want that on land too. What's that? (laughs) I want that on the land too. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how that would be. Uh, yeah, just like a some sort of like a Nerf gun type of scenario where it's, it's uh, or some sort of white flag you could wave. <laughs> and I know another. Yeah, no, big, I, I, it's not a big barrier, but a small barrier. Uh, you fixed where if you get PK'd in a dungeon, you get your aspect back, which is nice. Out on the sea. I, I run a Nox Mage, and without Aspect, he's even worse than normal. So, when I die out at sea to a bunch of trend people that show up on my uh, boat step, you end up getting, oh. <laughs> uh, you end up being out of Aspect, and you're like, well, why bother? We have two charges every 24 hours, right? I mean, that's not too bad. Yeah, two. One for book, one for armor. Uh, can you buy? You can get more charges, though, can't you? Oh yeah, and I could the, uh, poison, the, well, poison ship, fresh. so I could do that with poison. Yeah, but if I was clear. running, say, command, then I'm running, you know, a, a 500k set for an extra charge. I don't know. It's just that's not a big deal for most, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I guess I guess it boils down to what, how often people get essentially ocean PK versus you know like. Land PK, and I, I was, it's not that often. It's yeah, weird. I was gonna say I didn't think I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it to be anywhere even remotely in the same sort of you know frequency. But um, we can definitely take take a look at it. But I think I, my initial instinct is that I, uh, it's probably pretty 
pretty disparate the difference between the ocean and inland. I mean, obviously, when you, whenever it happens, you're pissed. I mean, that's that, that that's understandable. But I will, yeah, I guess we'll see whether or not that that'd be worth something to alter for ships. I'm sure you guys talked about it, but the crew up, like the crew thing, where the loyalty, like that's a fun little like carrot on the stick. Like that's got me doing PVE again. Where I, kind of, I was kind of burnt out on that for a while, but it's kind of cool. I like anything where you can kind of customize, make your ship and crew like more yours. is kind of cool, you know. Yeah, and it's the uh, I, I I don't know how feasible this is, and this is something we've been asked about for a long time, and I think maybe this might become more of a reality or likely to. Now, but the idea of having uh, hewable sails, because I think Owen right now really wants to try to find a way to do um, ho- house dies, and part of that requires us to have the multi setup where the the parts you parts you color are basically flat or basically set to have partial hue, and so ships might be another thing where we could potentially do that in the future, where you could actually die sails, die individual parts of your ship, and granted that's just an aesthetic thing, but I think that's kind of a I think another customization players would actually kind of get kick yeah, out totally. of the ships. I think, uh, but as far as the actual PVM stuff, I, I do want to try to come up with a, a bunch of new, either in terms of like missions, whether it be smuggling missions, whether it be uh, transport missions, uh, rescuing castaways, coming up with some new large, uh, kind of like essentially boss-level ships, since you have some pretty serious ship-to-ship battles. Um, I know I, I, I experimented with this back on in Corp server, creating, and I actually Vorspire brought this up actually again, too, uh, in Discord for us for a couple weeks ago, but they have the idea of having like a coastal siege where you have like a, uh, a uh, kind of a beachfront fort where you actually would do a, you know, is a ship sieging a fort would be kind of fun to do. The, the the one difficulty with that is finding a way to have it reset and having it so that players can't just sit, literally sit there and camp it forever. That's kind of a right now the only thing in my, my mind that's keeping that from happening. But uh, I, I would like to see some, some some more interesting actual combat for ship stuff. Oh yeah, we had a we had an orc fight at the fort and Trin showed up on a boat oh. around you know and. <laughs> Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, if there was a mechanic for them to actually interact on the land better, yeah, that, that was like fun to see. On, well, actually, did you change something? Because you couldn't fire on land before, but it seems like maybe you can now or something. Does that change? Yeah, I think what happened is that Vorspar went and looked at the the ship line of sight code, and I think he made a change to prevent any sort of. I, I think that the problem is that there were people who were. Uh, using cannons to hit people in houses or other things where it broke the line of sight. So I think he changed it initially where uh, you were no longer able to fire at people on land. And I think I, I went back myself and, and adjusted it. So I, I'd have to go back and look and see where we're at right now with it. But there was a period of time where, yeah, briefly, you couldn't do any damage to somebody on land at all. Yeah, it's cool to be able to shoot on, like on UOF, we did a lot of like, you know, I, well, just even that I was just at the spirituality shrine and there's a bunch of reds running around and I had my boat out, but I couldn't really, you know, before I couldn't really shoot at them, but now it's kind of cool when they come near land and you can blast them, which makes sense. You know, it's like artillery fire on the. Yeah, yeah. There's been some, yeah, there's been some kind of classic UO screenshots. I think from, from the IPY uh, server of people, I think like like Pole or somebody firing on a, uh, a server event that was going on. 
pulling up a ship alongside it and, and just unloading on people, which uh, it's, it's it's kind of fun. And I, I've always I, it's been kind of a I I don't know a way to balance it. And I'd really love to have this work, but have some sort of a kind of a faction style ship battle type thing where it's you know like town struggles where somehow ships got involved. I I still can't really come up with a real feasible mechanic that I think that would be able to, to ha- happen more than once every couple days. Just because I think that ships are one of those things where I don't think people can... Well, like I said, like, um, I don't think a lot of people can just reasonably jump into a ship and immediately, within a couple minutes, get ready to go do some content You know, content somewhere. It takes a right, bit of... Right. It takes a bit of build-up, takes a bit of planning, you need to have people ready to go, and... That kind of kind of flies flies in counter to a lot of the faction slash PvP events, where it's all of a sudden you know like in five minutes we're doing a PvP event, and um, is there going to be enough people there to actually have a battle? So it's yeah. Well, well that's like the, the, the hour, shit little, PvP is sorry. Good. They're they're a little too random, but for something like this to do it, you'd have to have that the ship battle lead into an advantage in the future battle. So like if if your faction or guild wins the ship battle. It sets you up with an advantage in the next fight, and then that'll get participation mm-hmm. in the in the ship content prior to the the land content, and and, and link them both. Yeah, no, that could definitely be interesting. It's just well, yeah, you have to make sure that it doesn't sort of swing things to the point where the PV player, the the land players, feel now that the their PVP has been compromised by some mechanic that they don't have any control over too. Though you get to kind of be like, you do got to worry a little bit about that sort of elements to it, but. Um, no, I, I like having having kind of link systems, but you you really got to be careful for imbalancing them, and players having a f- sense of agency. Where, if, you know, like I said, they don't feel that they can, they, they don't have like they don't have a, a fair chance because somebody else in a ship is kind of screwing over their PvP chances. It's hard to find ship PvP. Really, I mean, you have to like go looking for it. There's no like. It'd be cool if there was like some. Like on UOF, for example, they have the Whirlpool system where you... I don't know if you played there, but you, you get the message where you know where the Whirlpool is. So, like, there's a point that everyone's going to... And you're expecting... Okay, I'm going to do PVM, but I, I'm expecting I might do PvP. Like, right now, there's nothing really... I, like, the bosses, I guess, are kind of that, but it's so hard to find them. From what <laughs> I've been told, I haven't even done one yet, but... Um, you know what I mean? Like, if there was... Like, there's a couple cool ships on the south part of the map that, you know, I guess Ellen probably just drew up for fun but like if you yeah. had like a point on those ships where maybe there's a few npcs you had to kill and once you did you got like an hour boost to the balloon you know raid or something like that like some points to like focus the pvp where there'd be something to sort of fight over so it's you know my group might spend less time just sort of scouring the map for anyone to shoot at and like focus on areas where there might be more people ready to battle you know what i mean sure I, I guess what you're kind of describing, I mean, to to an extent, is the 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 shrine corruption where you have like a sort of a a gathering point event that yeah. I, I think that, I think that actually that could potentially work. I mean, it's right now we have two shrine corruptions a day. Previously was obviously once every 24 hours at a completely random time. I think yeah, I suppose ship wise that could definitely work if you had a you know once per day. Um, I, I don't know if you'd have to focus it at some sort of like a landmark type thing, so it's easy for people to find, rather than just saying you know at coordinates three thousand at three thousand fifteen hundred. Right. This thing's going on, uh, but um, yeah, actually, no, I know. I think I could definitely come up with something that would be kind of interesting. I, I mean, in theory, there's a really cool. 
there's a really cool boat in the water near um I forget the fire dungeon, but that uh that island the fire dungeon on is on like the east side of that. It's called on the map on UL Mapper it's called New Buck Ship, but uh Okay, yeah, like, yeah. That'd be like a cool spot for like uh, some kind of hot spot for there's you yeah. know some captain that spawns in that boat that drops a loot or something like that or whatever. Yeah, I think there's I think there's like two we have two kind of sunken ships in or our, actually no that one's actually a fully that one's not sunken but the others I think Owen built at least like three sunken ships. There's one beached ship or actually two, right. two of them. Uh, yeah, actually we could probably set up those having maybe you know like half a dozen focal points as possible locations for that sort of. You know, ship PV. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be PVP. It'd be PVM, but then it can break out into PVP. Yeah, as well as people. Yeah. Um, well, you do the PVM lure to get people there, and then yep. you know PVP will occur. Yeah. No, actually, that's something that I legitimately now will try to brainstorm for that. Uh, that'd be kind of fun. That that makes sense, actually. Oh, um, I think with that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, guys. We we've got. An hour and a half Luthi's time at this point. So <laughs> I, I told you it'd be longer than a half hour. So <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know that we've been starved for content. We're we're getting it, and uh, I mean this this is all great stuff. And and having Jack back on the server is also very 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 cool to see. So I'm glad to see things are people are are enjoying it, getting out there and, and checking the content out. Uh, and thanks Luthi's for your time. I really, I really do appreciate it. Oh no! Thank you for having me. This is fun. Uh, so uh, go to our website, insideoutlands.com. Check out our Discord there. Uh, we'll have a link uh, to our show notes and our Discord and come in there, hang out with us, chat with us, uh, listen live like you did today. Um, you know, maybe I'll unmute you because you're Jack Scallywag and you're, you're that fucking awesome. All right. <laughs> later, everyone. <laughs>